0: Hey, I'm Brenna, and I'm AC, and welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. One look, and I hey guys, welcome to day 500 in quarantine. Uh, oh <laughs> let's hope that, let's hope like this, this doesn't this, this doesn't age poorly and like we actually have 500 days in quarantine. Um, Jesus. We're going to talk about today something that doesn't involve that. <laughs> we're going to talk about why we love genre fiction, which I guess kind of, there's certainly sci-fi books about pandemics. So I mean, hey. Oh, yeah. close enough. But yes, Sweet. we're going to talk about why we love genre fiction. Um, and specifically for me, it's YA and I guess mostly for you as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess (sighs) genre fiction sometimes can get a bad rep because it's kind of, I can, I kind of consider it like Oscar level movies versus like Marvel movies where like Marvel movies are really, really well made, but they don't get like Oscar recognition because they're not like, I mean, they they have been a little bit more, but like, they're not like the beautiful thought pieces or I don't know they're not like the, hmm. the the movies that normal that normally win Oscars which people don't even see and I was kind of yeah. like reading an article about genre fiction and they were comparing like literary fiction to kind of like genre fiction sells way more than literary fiction does but yeah. people, people give genre fiction kind of a bad rep because it's like oh it's not it's not as a uh, highfalutin as <laughs> <I> mean, it's <laughs> like indie movies versus like yeah. Yeah, mainstream. that's probably a good way to, to put it. But yeah, I don't know. Why yeah. do you love it, Ada-Claire?
1: <laughs> oh, um, well, what you were saying earlier, or the, I guess, talking about coronavirus and then going into it, okay. I've been thinking a lot about um, the people that, because there have to be several authors with sort of like pandemic-y books that were just published or about to be published or they're writing it right there now. has to
0: be, Yeah. And I'm
1: just so curious, like, on the one hand, it, they're gonna have better insight, then on the other hand, has the market and interest changed? You know what I mean? I mean, to be fair,
0: the movie Contagion has had so many more views than it like yeah, which true. is insane. Because it is because it's like well known to be a very uh well like made movie and very kind of accurate when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I mean maybe people people either want to dive headfirst into the anxiety of, I want to learn more about this pandemic. I want to do this, 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 and yeah. mostly to their detriment. So maybe, maybe there is a market for it, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's an interesting, uh, interesting.
1: I've just, that's one, one thing I've been thinking about pretty constantly yeah. since this whole thing started. That and how realistic TV shows, like TV shows set in current times, mm-hmm. are going to continue. Like, are they going to feature it in their next season storyline or what? Yeah. But <laughs> um, I'm so curious.
0: I know. It'll be just, yeah. It'll be very but, interesting to see what comes out of this. I'm sure many, kind of am, a side tangent. many a movie oh, yeah. and whatnot, but I'm sure it'll be later down the line. <laughs> yeah. Because
1: exactly. we're still very
0: much in the throes of it right now.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, my two big things why I like genre fiction have to do with like um, how interpretive it is, mm-hmm. and then just kind of my family's a big reading family, so I think it's kind of inevitable when yeah. <laughs> you grow up in that environment. Yeah, um, I,
0: I totally agree.
1: I just think I've always really connected to material that has metaphors in it, probably because I'm like emotional and dramatic. Um, what? Oh <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am too. Um, but also it just feels more like when I think about the stories that I've read or experienced that are made like that, um, I just get this like warm and fuzzy feeling. <laughs> it's like the world feels more real and rich and the people. I, don't
0: know. I think it's in, in some ways it is way more easy, it's way easier to connect with something that's not like, because so much of literary fiction or just like, yeah, literary fiction is real life and so based in reality. But then if that makes it kind of, if you're not based in that specific reality that they are, like Mm -hmm. you don't live in France, you're not like 30 years old. Like if you don't, and you're not like divorced or going through divorce. I feel like those are like <laughs> the main <laughs> literary fiction topics France and divorce. But like, if you don't specifically relate to that, it'll kind of be harder. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like yeah. I can relate more to genre fiction, which is kind of counterintuitive. Um, well, I think maybe it is just know, the age of characters, but I mean, you can have maybe. genre fiction with old people. I mean,
1: I really do think part of it has to do with how open to interpretation. It exactly. Is. Yeah. Um yeah. Which think, is the metaphors for sure. Yeah. But I wrote down like my three favorites that came to mind. And one of them's a play. But yes. whatever.
0: In the heights. Yes. Which I don't even I mean it is realistic.
1: <laughs> so I don't even know if it it's not really genre fiction because it's realistic fiction. But like I mean it's a musical. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> they sing. And it's got that, just the way it uses metaphors is very in line. It's almost like magical realism, which I've always been curious to talk to the playwright about since he has his Puerto Rican roots. Um, Anyways, there's... Did
0: who, did Lin-Manuel write it or he was just a star?
1: He wrote it. Um, There was also another playwright too
0: involved. I'm Um, really sad because that movie got pushed back like a whole year and the movie was gonna come out the movie was gonna come out like this summer i think yeah
1: i didn't realize it had been officially
0: pushed back yet everything pretty much has at this point but yeah i know
1: um (laughs) but i mean so before this is kind of on the side but before hamilton they were supposed to make it in the heights movie and then it lost funding and support and so then it didn't happen and i was like oh i need something else from lynn and then hamilton came out
0: and And they're making like a hamilton like they're making like the musical movie not an actual like movie, movie, just, like, a movie of the musical, like, stage production, so,
1: just, but he's always been really good at, like, wielding metaphors and, like, symbols, um, the way he, like, paints New York is very, like, you can see the little, um, references to home and his island and everything, so,
0: yeah,
1: anyways, and then I put Gatsby also,
0: full of metaphors,
1: yeah, I guess that's also, Literary
0: fiction. Damn it! See, when I was thinking about this too, I was like, "Do I like any literary fiction?" And the one that came to mind was Gatsby. Like, that's probably my favorite of the quote unquote classic books that we had to read in like high school or whatever. Um, Maybe
1: we could argue that it kind of blurs the
0: lines. Yeah, I just love the way it's written, and that's probably, yeah, because <laughs> it is. A, it's a very, to me, it feels like a very um, like attainable level of literariness <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. it's it's. I don't know. I like it a lot, but yeah. I mean, I. It kind of blurs the lines.
1: There are a lot of fantastical elements. Oh, yeah. Like the eyes of TJ Ekelberg. Yes.
0: Yes. I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. And then I put, um, sorry, now I'm just, my brain is filled with the movie adaptation.
0: Oh, I'm just thinking of Leo, like, totally. and.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, because with Jay-Z as one of the producers, like, they took a whole bunch of, and that director is very well known for being, like, um Luhrmann, yeah a historical <laughs> yes but in a way that's like very much enhances the story
0: mm-hmm. but anyways. I love that I love that adaptation that yeah. was really
1: the music was cool. good
0: yeah
1: um and then I put obviously Harry Potter but instead of like the magic or whatever the thing that I was reminded of is there's this chapter in the last book after or no I can't yeah, it's after they rob the the bank or whatever. Anyways, it's mm-hmm. like a super symbolic. It's at the set at the shell cottage and it's super symbolic of like baptism and there's like all this water metaphor imagery and like hand washing. I feel like
0: our Catholic roots come up in every single episode. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: <laughs> it's like it's where the story turns in that last book. Yeah. Um and I don't I guess I the bottom line is I like things that have this like um atmosphere to them.
0: Yeah. I think I just like world building and like you can't yeah. really do that. You can do that. It's just when it's a world I already know, it's boring. Like I don't want to hear about I don't know. It can, it can be entertaining, but I I don't sometimes I just don't want to hear about like I don't know. The grocery store. I guess store. if you
1: make it I want to hear about an apocalyptic
0: grocery store. <laughs>
1: well our grocery stores are kind of apocalyptic apocalyptic now now,
0: so there you go um
1: but yeah (laughs) I think I I agree I think unless like the two examples I gave like realistic fiction
0: that has sort
1: of that magical aspect Mm -hmm. to it
0: definitely yeah I mean there's it's very over the top and I think that's what makes it so Mm -hmm. relatable yeah I mean and my other favorite of the quote-unquote classic, I know people won't, like, consider some of these classics or whatever, but was 1989, I mean, or 1984. (laughs) I say 1989. 1984. Um, That's why I was born. No, (laughs) yes, that was what I was thinking of. Yes, Um, Taylor (laughs) Swift is why I love genre fiction. No, 1984 is, like, another one that I really like, and obviously that is very sci-fi. Yeah, it is. Yes, definitely, but I was trying to think, when I was thinking about, like, why I, I love genre fiction, I was trying to think, growing up, what I read, and growing up, what I read was not, like, typically wasn't genre fiction, like, when I was younger, younger. It was more, like, chick flick, like, the typical middle grade chick flick books, like, the click series, and all of yeah. those books that were more realistic, because that's, I guess, what I wanted at the time. Um, like, my parent, my mom would read, like, Magic Treehouse to me, but I didn't even really like Magic Treehouse. Like, I just wanted yeah. more, I wanted more realistic things when I was little, which was kind of funny, um, and, like, that's why, that's part of the reason I didn't read Harry Potter's because I really, wasn't into fantasy and I'm still kind of not into fantasy, but um, I am more like grounded, like sci-fi which isn't very grounded, but I'm more like, I, I am a little bit more grounded in terms of like magic yeah. and whatnot. I'm not a huge fantasy person, but um, I kind of would say that like my transition would be Twilight. Like that was the book series that I read that like kind of was this little bit of like a transition into genre, yeah. which, which obviously it's, it's romance. But it also has elements that are very, uh, you know, <laughs> vampires and whatnot. So yeah. I think that was kind of my transition. And now I basically only really read like genre fiction. Like I read a book recently that was more like it was set in high school, but then it was it was, I don't know, it was set like kind of in high school, but then there were some elements to it. And I kind of even found that a little boring. Like I really just want straight genre now. Um, hmm. and straight. And usually for me it's like sci-fi. Um Um, I think probably it's more like post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, um, dystopian stuff. I don't know. That's kind of what I, what I have been into for the past, I don't know, five, six years. So yeah. Yeah. But I found this article that I think is amazing. Um, that was like, let's see, it's by an author. Um, it was from like 2013, but it's by an author named, Maybe I should find his name. Um, mm -mm -mm -mm. Named Chuck Wendig. And it's from his blog. And he said, 25 reasons I fucking love genre fiction. (laughs) And it's like, the list is amazing. It's like, number one is just vampires. Number two is robots. Number three is sex because it can be so awkward. And like, it's very weird. And there's different, I don't know. It's just very, it's not like, it's interesting. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Another one is go anywhere and do anything, which I think is really cool as well. Um, Yeah. It basically lets us go anywhere. Um, Like he says, we can ride on the backs of dragons. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Shambling corpse. (laughs) Navigate through the shambling corpse stench apocalypse of zombies. Like, seriously. (laughs) Um, And literally he says, what I mean is it ain't literary fiction. (laughs) Sometimes you want to read fewer books about intellectual stuff and more about sexy steampunk wombats. Yes. <laughs> but then he says it can still be as literary as we want it to be because you can still have like a quote unquote mm-hmm. well-written, like it can still be, um, yeah, I mean, it can still be very well-written and, and recognized as being a very well-written book. Um, but then he says the literary, that literary book that won all the awards, yeah, it probably didn't sell that many copies. Which is again kind of like the Oscar, um, the Oscar uh, thing, where typically most people don't even see, most people don't even watch the movies that are up for Oscars.
1: Yeah, but oh. I think,
0: and mostly it's just like they kind of speak like universal truths, I guess. Which yeah, it's kind of the main thing. And I think that, oh, <laughs> because genre fiction made me want to be a writer, made me want to be a writer. Same and same. <laughs>
1: yeah I was um I also wrote down that like genre fiction kind of allows you to talk about bigger things and more controversial things Um, the Hunger Games (laughs) well yeah I mean the value of life and entertainment and all
0: that yeah I think yeah it's (laughs) when you actually think about it it's horribly horrific
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean like the way the capital like wasted money and food and all that—it's very in touch with the way the United States operates. Yes, I agree.
0: And I think that I think it's, it's almost, it's easier because you don't have to be as vague about it. Like you can literally be as fantastical as you want and be like, this is how lavish everything is or whatever. And you don't have to be like, you don't have to try and emulate our actual world you can make it as obnoxious as you want because it's (laughs) um and it's i don't know it drives the point home even better
1: yeah um so i wrote or i guess kind of bookmark uh bookend bookend
0: book the conversation
1: (laughs) nobody has real
0: books anymore we don't use bookends (laughs) i'm just kidding i do i have real books I do too. Mm-hmm. Fight me. Anyway,
1: go ahead. Um, a little anecdote about Gene Roddenberry,
0: the yeah.
1: the man behind the original Star Trek series. Heck yeah. Basically, and I don't know the full details of the story because I heard like this was something that was told to me by a teacher. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, there was like some series or something that he was trying to get optioned before Star Trek, and he got basically turned down because it was too controversial. Like he was talking about race and gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for some reason, I mean, there were still a lot of roadblocks with Star Trek, but for some reason that got okayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, wow, well. th- there are so many milestones. Like the cast is super diverse. There's an interracial kiss. Oh in the series, yep. Um, there's one episode that it's, like, these two warring alien races. One has, is, like, its left side of its body is white, and its right side is black, and then the other one, its right side is white, and its left side is black.
0: I've never so, seen, like, the original, any of the original, like, real Star Trek, so.
1: Yeah, so it's, like, super, like, obviously about race, about, yeah. like, gender, but, For some reason, if you put it in space, like you can do anything and
0: because uh, I guess it
1: flies over certain people's heads maybe.
0: Yeah, which kind of is depressing, but also a good, (laughs) I mean.
1: I mean, it still meant a lot to people connected and it's like still around, Mm
0: -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, no, that's super interesting.
1: Maybe people catch it, but they feel less attacked maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe because it is more fantastical um maybe yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah
1: so anyways i don't really have anything else to say
0: no yeah <laughs> i just i think that it's always been tough for me to just get into a book that wasn't genre fiction like as an adult and yeah i don't know i just get so bored so <laughs> <laughs> i'm very very appreciative of genre fiction and writing in genre fiction and I love it the end yeah awesome that's all Me I too. can say <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite genre say that quickly yeah. first. oh mine
1: yeah um I mean lately it's been alternate history which I know is so specific
0: I know that's a like, huge that's a huge niche
1: yeah and it's hard to find because I only really like YA, too. Yeah. So it's hard to find. But the ones that I have found and read, I've liked most of them. Not all of them. But most of them I've, like, fallen in love with. Yeah. Um, I think. And then anything that's sort of, I don't know. I like things. This isn't a genre. But I like things that tell you something about the real world in sort of a fantastical way.
0: Which is pretty much all <laughs> all of genre fiction. So there you go. Yeah 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 definitely. I think mine is still just like that dystopian slash post apocalyptic I just love the idea of like a world that is that could hap like i know the hunger games world could never really have, i mean it could but I don't think that that's our future but the the stories that are could are closer to our future um that could actually happen like i I love Black mirror for instance that show is yeah. crazy and blows my mind um and I, I like both ends. I love like the super, it can be super close to what may happen and the, I hope we don't kill children uh, yeah. during, <laughs> during, um, you know, lifetimes and every other person's lifetime.
1: I think also I like things with a little bit of mythology in there. So it's like either alternate history, which mm. does kind of what you said, because it takes like a historical event and just changes it and explores that world. Yeah. So it's like it really is a potential future.
0: Yeah. And then definitely. I
1: like mythology things because I've always been really interested in history. I think that's why I like the Shadowhunter series because mm-hmm. there's a lot of
0: there definitely a lot is. of it
1: is taken from the Bible or whatever, but then it, it's like cool and punk, so that's fun.
0: Anyways. No, I totally, I totally, definitely. I only read the first book, but I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho that's our episode. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't hesitate to let us know what you think or suggest a new discussion topic.
1: You can email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com or use the ask me anything tab on our stupid Tumblr, anobsessivenature.tumblr.com.
0: <laughs> See you next time. That was a nice little sniff.